morning. And that means it's time for the Rotten Mornings Podcast. The best way to start your morning off rotten. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It is Rotten Mornings. Welcome well, back. So, we're not going to get action this time, so it's action. Podcast! <laughs> oh, you'll all be getting some action. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> uh, class action lawsuit. Uh, guys, this is Rotten Mornings. I'm Scott. I'm Matt. I'm Brandy. And I'm Grim. And I'm Scott. Uh, I'm we'll- Matt. <laughs> And I'm Brandy. And there's our shoe. And there's our shoe. I vomited on Scott's shoe. Why did you vomit on my shoe? Uh, a terrible shoe. Well, uh, it is January the 9th. Yes. Welcome to the future, man, machine, future. We time traveled again. We time traveled yet again. Oh. Yeah. Man, what an exciting week in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe all those events happened. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. 2022 is crazy. Started off with a. Urza's shitting herself. Stuff. Urza's <laughs> shit her pants. <laughs> I'd just like to point out RIP Betty White. I'm sure everybody in the world oh, is doing that, but still. It's like one of the few people that hadn't died yet. And everybody was like, well, Betty White ain't dead. Well, uh, now. is today her birthday? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I think I'm not that close think, to her. I think it's January 9th was her birthday. Uh, we didn't say it last week. I know that we we knew about it last week in the podcast, but um, dang, <sighs> was very influential. Yeah, performer. And um, I hate how come it is that all the people that our parents and grandparents liked 17. watching seventeen. Our parents and grandparents liked watching. They recently died, but all the people that we liked watching are also recently dying. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I uh, was supposed to be watching the same people our parents did. No, Everybody you idiot. Dies. Oh. Everybody hurts. All, all the famous people that we like and have done stuff, they're dying in their, like, 50s. And all the people that my parents liked and did stuff, they're dying in their, like, 90s and hundreds and shit. <clears throat> Well, I wish I could relate, but I don't care if anybody dies. So <laughs> I didn't no. say about concern. This is not a concern level. These are facts. <laughs> you, uh, just a thing. Just because you don't care about it doesn't mean they didn't actually die. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, it's a little, a little Urza action for you guys. I Sorry, guys. I that. Right, we, she was asleep the Stop. whole time until Stop. we fucking decided Stop. to record the goddamn podcast, and then yeah. she's we up our busy. asses. I think it was Stop. that scream, that, that podcast scream. Yeah, she's that's like, oh, all right, it's time to play. It's time for the podcast. Yeah. That's a, they've got an unspoken thing, yeah. going where Grim is <laughs> denoting to Urza that. I'm interrupting. Unspoken. Urza can't speak. <laughs> Urza, Urza, unbarking. Yeah, unbarking. 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 Borg. Borg. No! Borg. No! Borg. Why does this keep happening? I'm telling you, you've turned him around on the space. Dog. No, I just not. Space dog is the worst. Space dog. 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 Space dog.
Space Dog has a more kind bark than Urza does. Urza, you're not invited. Um, Urza, can't you bark like that? <laughs> Guys, just I just want to point out, like, we are super tired. We had a very busy night last night, and uh, we are recovering from it this morning. And the real Scott died. <laughs> This guy is an imposter, right, Urza? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was her version of doing Bork. Yeah, it's a good Bork, Urza. Good, good Bork. No, bad Bork. You're still not invited. There was a, there was a, a time uh, at the Rotten Ranch where there was a, uh, a, new, a, a new Scott. There yeah, was. a new Scott. There is yeah. still a new Scott. It's just yeah. like we don't hang with the new Scott. Yeah. We went back to the old Scott because it's you know, vintage, nostalgia, shit yeah. like that. It's old. <laughs> you guys just like garbage. What? What? You would like. I would like that. to present Exhibit A. The thing is that I want to talk to you guys about some of the stuff uh, in Rotten News. Man, I am absolutely loving the new episode of Rotten and Grim Kids. Yep. Episode one of season two. Yep. Came out this week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Would you fu- would you stop I seriously? Like I I don't know. Like sometimes it gets confusing for me. Like release schedules because we get to see it like before it's released a billion times. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was released this week, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw it this week. We saw it this week. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch it when it when you can. If it's now or now or later's. Um. Still, still got a lot of projects going on. Uh, if you guys aren't following us on TikTok, go check out some TikToks. We got some new TikToks up. Yep, yep. Uh, trying to trying to stay pretty regular with Tickle those. Tackle. Tickle tackles. Um, <laughs> new stuff up on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out, go over to YouTube and check out the video. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. subscribe. We would love that. Yeah, if we can get up to if we can get our YouTube up to a thousand subscriptions, there's more stuff we'll we can start do doing newer stuff. That will be released only to subscribers on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. And it'll it'll kind of free us up to do a little bit bigger of stuff and shit. Yeah. So uh, we're we're wanting to do. Um, uh, we're always going to put out stuff for everybody, but we want to do some more like premium content stuff. And uh, if we can get up there, then then we'll do something just for the people that's been there for us and and giving us those subscriptions and giving us those likes and, and been following us and been. Just, just super supportive. And guys, it really, like, in all honesty, it only takes like a couple of seconds to go over there, uh, hit the subscribe button, get your turn your notifications on, ring that little bell. It doesn't cost anything. Me personally, I watch almost everything, like on YouTube. Like yeah. YouTube is kind of like my cable now. Yeah, uh, I I watch uh, a lot of YouTube. Uh, I mean, weird. I do too, but it's mainly because you show me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, like, there's a lot of people that are, like, a lot of our followers that are, like, on Facebook or TikTok or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of people that still don't know that you have a, a YouTube profile on YouTube if you have if you've ever, ever been on YouTube. on YouTube. So, you know, go over there. Subscribe. Little button for you. Big things for us. All you yes. got to do is just click that little like button, click that little subscribe button, click that bell for all notifications and it helps us out Immensely. more than you could possibly know. That actually helps us out more than you buying our t-shirts. Uh, it does. It does. Um, but you can still buy our t-shirts. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get uh, a thousand people 
uh, in a room wearing our t-shirts. We'll release some content. <laughs> wow. And Scott with the misinformation. Okay, guys, you can just, you can just completely unlisten to Scott and follow the directions we gave before his misinformation. Fake news. Fake news. You're saying if there's a thousand people wearing rotten shirts, you won't give them a show? Yeah. You're saying that? Are you saying you will? Alright, well Scott's in charge of it. He's the one who's Alright guys, get a thousand people together with rotten shirts and Scott's gonna put you on a free show. Yep. Not a good one. <laughs> but it'll be the quality you come it'll to. It'll be free. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, what else we got? Anything? Oh, the other series. I'm probably gonna release oh I'll probably release that too. The new series we're working on. Oh, and a new food review. Yeah. Also, that was oh, released. Yeah, we did a whole lot so of So technically, stuff this we've week. got three running series going right now. Yeah. We've got Rotten Reviews, the series, uh, <laughs> which is us doing fruit food reviews. What are you pointing at? <laughs> that running series. Oh. <laughs> we've got Rotten. Oh. <laughs> 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 we've got four Excuse running me. series. Yeah. We have the None Rotten of them are good actually. <laughs> so we got the podcast. We've got podcast. the Rotten Reviews that we're actually doing as a series now, so I can keep track of the damn things. Uh, the new series that un- currently unnamed, maybe, maybe named by now. Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. What is it? It's, uh, it's Rotten... Uh, That's basically rotten where we acting. get together... And you That's get to see a little bit of no, behind the stage. No, I said three words. There were three words. Acting games. Ta-da. Rotten acting games. Yeah. Or we're, working title. <laughs> we're just going to be doing some improv, and uh, it's unscripted, which is the first time we've ever done anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is us, like, not trying to make a specific, like, joke or gaff. It's just us is, working on improv games and stuff and it's some it's stuff us that us goofing off with each other in order to be better. Yeah, it's basically us doing our own acting training. And if you want to hop on there, you might learn something, you might not learn something. But it it's well, you fun. might understand why our content you'll, sucks. You'll learn how to play <laughs> the games that we play, so that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the first episode we just had some uh some people that were uh, doing the voices for other people. Well, I like to call it uh, the puppet game. Okay. Yeah. Ursa's is like <laughs> 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 the what? Puppet. <laughs> Grim, is there any other news that you want to talk about? No. Uh, and there's also the Rotten and Grim Kids, which is the fourth. Rotten and Grim Kids. I, I'm loving this new season already. Yeah, so... Uh, Can't wait to see what we do next. Uh, also, don't know what we're doing next. <laughs> nope. Not black, left but I know black. we'll do stuff. The left hand black video is the oh, fucking yes, yes, crosshairs yes. for me right that. now. That's the next thing we need to work on. And we're kind of going to be wrapped up next weekend also like we were this weekend. So... Yeah. The yeah. weekend after that, it's fucking full force. I got to start knocking off some of those... Check marks. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> Well, that's fun. That's Maybe fun. the weather will cooperate with us somehow. We'll see. <sighs> um, cool. Well, uh, good, good podcast. <laughs> Stay rotten. Yeah. Good podcast. Okay. <laughs> I got guys. I, 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 I
I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to make announcements about or anything else that if we If there need to is, talk about. we have already forgotten it. That's fair. Uh, guys, there are other things. Definitely. You guys remember when we hired those people that had good memories to keep up with everything rotten? Yeah, whatever happened to them? Uh, we don't remember. No, we don't remember <laughs> who they were. We lost them. Damn it. <laughs> we forgot their number. <laughs> we're still paying them. <laughs> uh. Thank God we've got that on auto pay because I'd have forgotten about that. Yeah. Our uh, automobile pays for that. You're an idiot. It's a dash driver. Nobody can hear you from over there, you dumbass. <laughs> Go back to your boisterous voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Well, happy new year, guys. Welcome to 2022. Happy eight days into the new year, guys. We're going to go to commercial break. Uh, it's 2022. Surely we've got good sponsors at this point, right? Go ahead and hit the button and uh, go ahead. While we're going to that commercial break, we want to tell you. So you want to do a commercial for Rotten Acting Games? Rotten Acting Games? What is that? How are we supposed to do this again? Aren't you telling me? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm okay, not wait. Even sure. Wait, Can wait. You tell me? Start over, start over, start over. Ready? And what the fuck, Matt? No, start over. Hold on. Okay, just, just go. The music cue is enough. Go. So, how are we supposed to tell people about rotten acting games? We're supposed to even tell them? Are we? Okay, that, that's a, that is a, Okay, so, hey guys, um. We've started a new series called, oh, I guess I can keep it. We've started a new series called Rotten Acting Games, where we go through a few improv games that we have learned throughout the years of our not learning how to act. Um, <laughs> that game's called The Question Game, where you try to answer every question with a question, and the person that loses is the one that gives an answer or does not have a question. There's a couple more rules, and you can learn it in... You know, rotten acting games. And rotten acting games in later lesson er, episodes. Fuck. Yeah, we suck, as you can tell. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> check out rotten acting games working title uh, at Facebook, rotten reviews, and YouTube and stuff. All right, cool, awesome, good commercial. Hey, is this the part where I tell them about the rotten acting games? Yeah. And we're back. I guess just no sponsors. <laughs> Oh my God! See, that's one of them right there. That's not an inside joke. That one hundred percent is an inside joke. It's it a, doesn't make any sense. It only works if you've listened to the podcast. It only works if you listen to the first, no, the second episode of this season of the podcast. Uh, do, do, do this on every episode. Yes. But the second episode was when I brought it out. You didn't start doing it until then. When I said, you know, it's what? weird how oh, you shit. say. In the last season, you didn't do any commercials, but you were like always, hey, back from commercial. And then you started doing like, oh, I guess we don't have any commercials, you fucking bastards. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're back, guys. We're back, we're guys. Back. And there was a, uh, an ad. There was an ad. Is Look that, at that. Yes, that I'm, thank you. There's that. Ow. Right. Now <laughs> things are spelled me. out for people. <laughs> <laughs> Not hitting you enough is what you meant to say. You deserve many more hits. So what are we talking about today? Oh, man. It's a good one. 
Is uh, it? <laughs> Aren't we supposed to have good ones? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Let me just put the K-bash on that. Uh, guys, we, we uh, have been talking about, uh, just amongst ourselves here, we've been talking about different like theories from... Uh, from cartoons. Now we did an episode about like the the adult humor in kids shows, but mm-hmm. we kind of want to revisit those kids shows and those cartoons just a little bit with We're you guys. Go over some dark or weird fan theories about those cartoons. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I'm a big fan of uh, cartoons. I wish I could get to see more of them. Right. Uh, I haven't seen a really good cartoon in a while. Yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I always loved watching cartoons, especially yeah. the old, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I really got a kick out of all of those when I was growing up. Yeah, I, I think, like, for the generation that we were a part of, if that's a thing, uh, yeah. like, the, Hanna-Barbera was iconic to yeah. us, you know, even though... You know, the reality is a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff came out before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? but True. what we did get was when Hanna-Barbera actually invented the crossovers. Yeah. Oh, and started yeah. doing crossover cartoons. Yeah. And we were all like, oh my gosh. They've got so-and-so have... from that other cartoon yeah. in this cartoon. I've seen that guy. <laughs> I know that. And like really and truly, they started that stuff, yeah. man. There wasn't yeah, a lot did. of that going on back in the day. It's not like you had an episode where... I Love Lucy ran into the Honeymooners and stuff like that, but Hanna-Barbera was like, you know what? What if we crossed our IPs and shit? Yeah, that, and that's really neat, dude. Uh, we're seeing so much crossover stuff now. Uh, hey, I, I'll go down saying 2021 is the fucking year of fan service. Well, yeah. uh, I'll tell you, you know, there used to be a great cartoon. I really enjoyed it. It was Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Right. And it was Spider-Man, Iceman, Iceman and, and Firestar. Firestar. And there's a new show. I just saw it on Disney Plus. I checked out the the just the intro, how it comes on, and it's Spidey and his amazing friends. And it's mm. Spider Man. It's Miles Morales Spider Man, and it's Spider Gwen. Oh, so it's actually just spiders. Yeah, it's Spidey and his amazing other spiders. Yeah, but isn't that because it's a Disney product and Firestar <laughs> and Iceman are both Sony products? No, no, those are uh, mutants. So yeah. they'll be. I mean, Fox. Yeah, but that would be in the Disney World. Iceman's been used before. I thought he wasn't in the Disney World. Iceman was used in the Fox Fox. X-Men. Yes. Which Disney bought. Did they buy all properties or... Okay, so they're they're Disney now. Yeah. Well, this is an animated show that you've seen the intro for. Yeah, Yeah. so it's probably been worked on... For a while. Animated shows don't just go, pew, here's an uh, animated show. I don't know, show. dude. It, it straight up looks like they're like, Spider-Verse was successful. Let's put one out for us that's an animated three Spider-Mans. Yeah. Because it came out in 2021, and it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. but But anyway, guys, that's not even what we're talking yeah, about. No, we're, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do chase these rabbits sometimes. And, uh, and if, if you've, you've listened to any of these before, you already know that. We chase rabbits. Yep, we're rabbit chasing rabbit chasers. Yep. Uh, so let's let's jump into some of these wacky fan theories uh, or theories that made up about uh, some of the cartoons. Okay, uh, I guess we're just going to go in order on this instead of going back in time to do the Hanna-Barbera ones first. Oh yeah, let's just check out what we got here. All what right, what so, we've written down. Uh, what we've written down. Yeah. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog takes place from a dog's perspective. And that's why, as the viewer... When he goes outside, it's all scary and weird, and all the people look like monsters. They're just a dog that's used to his owners 
and who they are so he sees them as human and every other person he runs into he doesn't know so he perceives them as these other things and that's why you whenever he's at home it's always normal home but all these incidences are these overblown things is because you're seeing it from his point of view. And that would make sense because, you know, it's like all the, basically it's saying Courage himself is just a normal dog and all the villains that he sees are actually just normal people that seem menacing to a small animal. Right, which is why he feels like he has to protect his people, yeah. but they act like nothing's wrong. They're like, why are you protecting yeah. from these other people? Yeah. So imagine your dog like barking at your friends, even though you're like, dude, they're cool, calm down. Yeah. And your dog going nuts, and you're yeah. like, I don't understand why my dog. I don't understand acting. why they're acting like this. I know why your dog barks at your friends. He's an asshole, and our For friends attention. suck. <laughs> yes, because our friends are assholes. It sucks. <laughs> cool. That, and that's a, I, I like that theory. I think that's a pretty solid one. That that yeah. plays, and and like honestly, if you think about it, it's not even. Like, um, it doesn't even really go outside the realm of this is what the writers were thinking when they wrote it, yeah, you know? Yeah, agreed. Now, this one I've heard of before. I've, I've heard people talk about it. I've heard of this, this one before, one. too, which what is, is this one? Well, you want to... Oh, uh, every character in Winnie the Pooh depicts a mental illness? Yes. Oh, Have you man. ever heard that before? <clears throat> you know, I've heard uh, that... Uh, all the characters in various shows depict various things yeah. like that. I don't know that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I do because the sadness of or depression of Winnie the Pooh. I always thought about, and it was primarily because of Eeyore. Yeah, because he is depression. depression. But like once I kind of picked up on that, I started going backwards, and it's like Rabbit is ADHD. No, because, Tigger is I mean, ADHD. Tigger is ADD. Rabbit is obsessive compulsive yes. disorder. Uh, Pooh is a substance abuse problem because he's yep. always eating honey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Piglet is uh, paranoia or overblown paranoia because he's always like, "Oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna go to go to go?" Um, Owl is um, dyslexic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Robin being schizophrenic. Yeah, because yeah. he has all this the stuff in his head. Uh, no, Al is not dyslexic. He's overcompensating for misgiving despite being brilliant. Like, he is... Um, yeah, dyslexic. Like, that doesn't take away from that. Well, it's the idea of, like... Uh, it's, like, doubt or something. It, it's more of a, like, disorder. Like, dyslexia isn't, like, a... a is not well, comparable has, to ADHD. He has dyslexia and is constantly trying to comp- overcompensate for I don't, that. I don't know that I would say dyslexia was different from ADHD in that dyslexia is an actual thing where when you see the letters, you your brain actually jumbles them up. It is a mental thing. But I've got, a, I have like a mild form of dyslexia. I, I have that with numbers, and I think a lot of people do, but mm-hmm. it's not a thing that I can say is a... If my brain was working completely normally, I would see one, two, three, and not see one, three, two. Well, who's to say that it's our brains that are working normally, and the people that read it fine are the ones that have the problem. All of our who listeners. Is, <laughs> who is to say that there is any such thing as normal when dealing with something as complex as the Scott. human brain? Ask Scott. Yeah, just ask me. No, I mean, who's to say that there's normal when dealing with things like Scott? Yeah, well, that, just, that's just ask a me. really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know All why right. this... 
I don't know why this is just beating up on me. <laughs> why is this all about me? <laughs> I don't know about this one. This one kind of just goes wherever, so <sighs> I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh, but this one's fun. That every SpongeBob character represents a different of the seven deadly sins. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that one. That Mr. Krabs is greed. Uh, he loves his money. Plankton is envy. Okay, he that does want sense. that. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary is gluttony, the snail. I guess he's eating because he just eat everything that's near him. He eats. Yeah. Squidward is wrath. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sandy is pride. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patrick is sloth. <laughs> yeah. And SpongeBob is lust. Uh, you know what? It works. Uh, it, I don't know how it works so well, but it absolutely spot on. Now the guys that put like I, I don't watch SpongeBob, but like the guys that that created SpongeBob, that is a brilliant team, and yeah. they do such. Uh, multi-level comedy. And that Kenny is, is a fucking genius. Oh, Tom Kenny is. Oh yes. is a fucking Kenny. genius. <laughs> uh, there was another um, IP that seemed like it represented the Seven Deadly, Seven Deadly Sins. Sins. Also, yeah, what was that? I think like maybe Winnie the Pooh. I was looking at like okay. possibly Seven instead Deadly of Sins. the. <clears throat> Disorder. <laughs> oh no, I like I like this one too. So uh, the next one is the Muppet Babies are all horribly abused children who use escapism as a coping mechanism. Now I don't like the horribly abused part necessarily. Well, just that but, they have disassociation yeah. and all that shit that they go to these <clears throat> and they all do escape. seem to be in some form of orphanage type environment, and that's why they're all there together and. I loved the Muppet Babies. Uh, I watched the, it all the time. Yeah, and like they would always go to new worlds that weren't in the place that they were, and it was like, hey, I need to escape from this reality. Well, there was also like the lyric in the opening of the song, which is, when your room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, yeah. just yeah. close your eyes and make believe and you can be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds like somebody, like a friend... That an orphanage of kids, and there's that one kid that's been there for a while. That's like, hey, th this is a great coping mechanism. If it ever gets scary, just tap time. out, go away from it. You know, you'll still be go in it, but your brain your will be somewhere else. Be you know, better. and that's it'll be easier that's, to deal with. That's some fucking deep horror yeah, movie psychological kidding. shit right there. Well, like also, like in a, in a weird kind of way, but like it, in the Muppets canon of the Muppets, we we've seen where these characters meet each other and it's not as babies, right? Right. So like maybe this represents their inner child too. Eh, or maybe it just represents their kids of famous people that never gave a damn about their kids cause they were famous and they just ended up like going like go to this orphanage. Were these, were these the kids of those or were they? But if the Muppets already have a backstory and we never saw them as kids, yeah, then it stands to reason that the kids that look just like them are their kids. And just with the same names. Yeah. Which rich fucking people would call them Junior. Tiny and Toon Adventures didn't do that. They did the kids of the Tiny Yes, they were literally like, well, not even, they don't really reference that they're kids of the Tiny Toons. They just reference that there are adult versions of those same characters. Because well, it never says like, why would Babs and Buster be brother and sister? There'd have to be a whole race of talking rabbits. Because if Bab and Buster's was sisters, then there's some sort of incestual existence going on there. 
<clears throat> I think there is a race of talking rabbits. What I'm saying is, in that cartoon, they could be the kids because, of like, any of those races of talking yeah. animals, not necessarily that the specific ones yes. you know from something. Oh, else. I mean that's fair. So they even show have... they show the one that's supposed to be young Daffy Duck with a family that is not Daffy Duck as a dad. <laughs> oh, really? Because yeah, he's the right. soap go down the drain. That's in his family's house, and he floods the toilet like that. Was it was it Scrooge that had the three nephews? Or yes. Yeah, it was Donald's nephews. Scrooge no, that's is their Don, That's not even the same IP. That's what I'm yeah, that's Disney. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Next. You said the D word, now we're moving. Okay, I know this. I haven't watched a lot of this show yeah. because it just always creeped me the hell out. But they that people surmise that Teletubbies is a radical utopian fiction. And I'm going to have to go off the script here for like from the words. is like... Each of the Teletubbies is meant to guide a child through the various stages of development. They come from a technologically advanced culture in which everyone and everything is happy all the time, a utopian dream. They are guided by cues in their utopia to do the same things every day, and their entertainment comes from a form of live-action videos of children. It's basically a more artful version of a radical utopia depicted at the end or at the beginning of the Lego movie. Uh, very Atlas Shrugs type. Um... These societies often fall apart when dissected by the theory suggested that the Teletubbies have overcome all carnal desire. They have evolved so far as to discard the sex impulse and therefore inhabit a more self-conscious version of a complete degeneracy. degeneracy. All the uh, Saturn goodness throughout the show is a peaceful society thriving without the need of all the anxiety-inducing norms of human culture. Hmm. Good. I didn't really watch Teletubbies. Yeah, I know I they mean, exist and they bug me out for some reason and I'm thinking that that's, uh, that's a good reason. We're going to go pet them too. <laughs> uh, I like this. This uh, is I've never heard of this. I, 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 and I'm kind of curious to see what this says. Yeah. Uh, that it's, the Care Bears are actually voodoo gods. Do you want to... Uh, sure. Uh, so this theory says that one clever theory draws connections between the Care Bears franchise and voodoo gods. According to this theory, voodoo is an adaptable force that has found its way into various cultures, including Santeria, Brazilian Macumba, and American children's cartoons. So, to start, Care Bears sounds a lot like Care Force, a.k.a. the Port-au-Prince district, where, well, which lies the heart of the voodoo world. The Lua, or the voodoo gods, were often seen by their followers as friendly spirits or friends, not unlike the lovable Care Bears themselves. So, uh, you've got these these uh, characters that are not human, uh, but they are like these friendly spirits, right? Uh, each of the Care Bears represents a different voodoo god, and their symbols and behavior are all very similar, and the voodoo's ability to weave itself into the fabric of society is only echoed by the lasting uh, power of the Care Bears. Like yeah. Still, you know, really huh. So... Um, yeah, and, and if you think about, like, the Care Bear stare, like, that's the, yeah. the magic, that's the force, yeah. and, like, everything. Um, the, the pro- I guess the problem I'm having with this particular theory is that uh, I don't know that I, I see anything that relates it specifically to voodoo. Right. Uh, as opposed to the Roman gods or, or any of the... Of the yes, uh, but again, like, the Care For thing, the Care Bears. they were all friends, uh, I guess. But... They also like uh, their dolls, and uh, again, like they. But the voodoo gods weren't dolls. No, of course no, not. But it's just, just another like tie-in reference. Like, hey, they're dolls. 
that's kind of like a voodoo doll, like these little underscore things that connect them to that world. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know enough about voodoo gods to really know <clears throat> uh, that we're going past that. Well, let's scroll back up. What? That one. The Count for Sesame Street drinks the children's blood. What? <laughs> this is controversy. That's so, like, that's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it's easy to draw that conclusion. He's a fucking vampire. Uh-huh. Uh, one insane but fun fan theory occurs in the most innocent, happiest place imaginable on Sesame Street. According to the theory, Count Von Count drinks the blood of all the live-action human children on the show until they're dead, which explains why most of them only last a few episodes. Right? And the adults let him get away with it because they are under his control. Assuming that Count Von Count contains these classic Dracula-inspired powers, it's easy to surmise that everyone on Sesame Street is just a puppet to his theater of horror. A puppet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of... That's kind of... Like, that's an easy that's thing to do. He's a vampire. You could say, yeah, vampires drink blood. There's a chance, yeah, da, da, da. But there's not, a, like, a deep... Sure. But every other character on the Muppets, we always see them eating. Sesame Street. But, yeah. Yes. They're constantly eating, right? Big Bird. You yeah. always see him with his big corn. That's not true, but... It's not true. I'm trying to think of when you would ever see a character eat. You just double up with with his yeah, now. mullet. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, okay, so those that's from this list, but we did want to talk about the Hanna-Barbera things that, um, one of which is that the Jetsons and the Flintstones, actually, I like this one better than Flintstones being in the future of uh, the Jetsons, okay. that the Jetsons and the Flintstones exist That's simultaneously, the that the Jetsons live in a futuristic high society above the clouds after a nuclear explosion has gone off. And all the poor people, you know, they took all the technology with them. And all the poor people live on the ground and have to restart humanity, which explains why the Jetsons like have so things like stuff. dishwashers. When, why would they have the theory of a dishwasher before they had the science to create a dishwasher? Yeah. Right. Or why do they have a record player before they had the ability to create record players. Like, they're thinking Well, it also these... explains how they could do the crossovers between the two that they yeah. did as well. So, uh, like, kind of jumping on this tangent, now, the, the theory had said, like, there was some kind of maybe a post-apocalyptic war or something, but, like, think about this. We've, in the last, like, couple of years, we've seen our billionaires go to space. Yeah. Right? Uh, 2027, they are looking to open a space hotel. Uh, we'll be on Mars, you know, in the next 50 years for sure, whatever. Uh, or more on the moon. I know China just landed a thing on the moon and they just grew some crops on the moon. Um, so if the rich people of the of Earth leave this planet and, and go to these built new real estates in space, these new exotic locales, um, the people that are left on Earth are the poor. Or the the middle class, and what happens with the poor and the middle class as pawns of the proletariat of the of the bourgeois? We have like they to to continue to be profitable. You have to war people against each other because war is the only thing that's profitable. Yeah, uh, and that doesn't have to be like violence. It can be like uh, war, price war, or, or yeah. like the mm-hmm. gas prices right now, like whatever. Um, so. I can totally see where the the big money, the big billionaires, the trillionaires, we'll have trillionaires, yeah. uh, not too terribly far from now, uh, 
where they would have left and what's left on earth does war does devastating stuff and and society degrades uh technology degrades Yes. But the concepts of those technology wouldn't go away because you would you would, you would have memory technology. Yeah, uh, we know how an airplane works, right? And and because we've seen and we understand like lift and all those things, we could still make airplanes. You know, uh, we know how microwaves work and how. Well, we, we have a definite like uh, advantage over the Wright brothers. We uh, over uh, <laughs> Einstein, uh, yeah. over um, yeah. uh, Edison, Edison. Is what I mean to say. Uh, not over Einstein. Like we don't have to come up with these theories. These theories already exist yes. now. Whether or not we have the technology to, to achieve them, that doesn't make any difference. But every single work. kid had a science class where he took two potatoes and hooked it up to an alarm clock, and it produced electricity to run the alarm clock. You never did that. I'm so sorry. Can we do it now? No. Do you have a potato? No. Potato! potato. (laughs) Um, But we've all done these things where, like, we know if you take magnets and spin them around copper fittings really, really fast, you can create an energy and a source of power. So, there's a really fun thing, and I want to touch on this just briefly, and then I want to go back to the the Hanna-Barbera stuff, because there's some more fun stuff I want to say. But there's, like, a gatekeeper thing, right? And gatekeeper is... um, I had to walk uphill in the snow carrying a bucket with a hole in it, that kind of thing. And you should have to do that. Like, no, I don't. We have automobiles. Like, yes. And I don't need to build the automobile. That's oh, tell me about it. Like, like, the older people that are like, oh, these kids nowadays, they have it so easy. And it's like, all right, cool. Kids nowadays have it easy. That's what you're saying. Okay. Go and research on dinosaurs and produce for me a PowerPoints edited version of a dinosaur thing and i guarantee you old people can't do it but young people can Mm -hmm. so young people will say like well old people had it easy they didn't have to do these over the top productions of this and this and that and learn because again because a kid can't walk x amount of miles and do all this shit that you did there are also things that these kids can do nowadays that you you fucking can't there's things that that these people that are gatekeepers and don't like make no mistake the children now will be gatekeepers to their children. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because their parents and their older generation was gatekeepers. Like, they had it easy. Because the guy that was going uphill both ways in the in the snow, that guy was, like, having to battle off fucking, you know, Indians. the Huns or whatever. Yeah, you know? the Huns or anything. You know? like, uh, like, oh, you just need <laughs> to walk freely? And but, leave don't, you, don't you it think it's weird that those same gatekeepers will say kids nowadays have it easy, Point number one. Point number two, the world's going to shit. It's as bad as it has ever been. Yeah. What the fuck? Do we have it easy or is it as bad as it ever been? Yeah. You can't have both of those things. If it's easy, it's not as bad. <laughs> well, I, you know, and like... We're, well, it's still just the perspective of you're not exactly like me, therefore my way is right and your way is wrong. Well, and that's what's happening and a very exciting thing that I'm seeing happening is that we created... And if you go back and look at the history of why there's 12 grades in school and like why these textbooks were used, like there is a, we should do a whole podcast on that because it is terrifying. Yeah. It is terrifying how America, and we're talking about America, other countries have something similar, but how America created this and like so much things that we've just fucking take for granted, like 
soap companies told us that we were dirty and shit like that. Yeah. But like, oh, there's so much stuff, and that's another thing that these gatekeepers are like. Well, I've heard about this and this and that. I can't believe that. I can't believe that you'd support a company in like cancel culture. Why are we not canceling fucking uh, old Bayer? people? <laughs> Why are we not canceling Bayer? Yeah, Why are old people so against people. all this new stuff, but nobody's going, don't buy Bayer stuff because Bayer was literally paying to execute Jews so they could test out their drugs and they were doing business with Nazi Germany back in the day. But nobody's like, cancel Bayer for that. Well, why aren't we canceling ExxonMobil? Yeah. Yes. You know Again, what? there are so many weird things and like I think this is just the media's way of, of, of fucking illusionism. Like, if you are not connected to the main company, it's watch this hand. Yeah. Watch this hand. Oh, here's a little bit of this. Here's a little bit of this. They're not connected to the main company. But then, like, Disney that's connected to all these fucking Every shady-ass man. motherfuckers. Yeah. We could do a whole house of mouse. Yeah, but we always we get, it always gets dicey. And we don't even have that many <laughs> listeners, and we yeah. still get dicey when yeah. we go into House of Mouse. Like, only, like, our listeners, we be like, hey, Everett. Uh, and we, uh, <laughs> hey, Mickey. Because we know you're listening. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you bitches are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough. You get canceled. <laughs> you can't deep. All right, so back me. to Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so the one thing that I wanted to talk about with Hanna-Barbera is that... Um, in Scooby-Doo, they live in a world that is monsters. Like, you wouldn't go looking for monsters if that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like, like if, you wouldn't go, hey, uh, I think that there's a fucking crazy witch that has set up shop in my hotel. And everybody goes, "Okay, that's okay. What the Jinkies. fuck? Come on, dude. There is literally, like, different hotels <laughs> around here that have ghosts. And people yeah. aren't like, holy fuck, there is really a ghost there. Yeah. Yeah, now. But so uh, that the the theory inside the show is that there's there's actual monsters in the show, and mm-hmm. then they're going to go and like deal with those monsters. But like the even the theory, though the majority of the episodes result in somebody in a costume, mm-hmm. and but like, they still wouldn't be looking for the answers. Right. But they're always looking for the logical answer, the long the logical response. And I've, well, I've I think that that still plays into it because of yeah. the idea that Scooby Doo isn't just trying to prove that there's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. They're trying to prove whether or not this is a monster or is not a monster. Which gets situation. to my, my theory that it happens outside the show. And my ha- the thing that happens outside the show is the creators of the show put this show out there like, oh, you're scared of like the wolfman of this castle? We know the wolfman of this castle exists, but like, don't worry about it. We're going to put out a show that shows it's just a person in a costume. Yeah, it's kind of like a cartoon gaslight. It's just a story. <coughs> yeah, it, you don't it, have it, to it, be it, scared it like, of that. It like, takes away <coughs> from the actual fear. Well, there's yeah. a lot of that in, in media and cinema because you can say like, Oh, when you see a movie about like uh, like the movie Outbreak or something like that, and it's like, oh, holy crap, that's really close to what we went through during the pandemic. Not Outbreak because it was back then, yeah. but there was something going on back then too that these people already know this is going to happen, so they kind of release these movies so the zeitgeist takes it easier. Mm-hmm. 
and well, like alien don't encounters worry too and shit much. like that. We can like, handle it. We together. put out alien movies where America wins, we beat the aliens, and it's like, hey guys, stay positive when this happens because remember the movies. We'll we figure all it out. Win. It'll be so all right. This, uh, and and this is a little bit a little bit off topic, but but similar to what you're saying, um, there was this. The the second book that Ernest Klein wrote, so his first one or his first big one was Ready Player One, uh, and his next one was called uh, Armada, and in a, a similar thing to other sci-fi things, uh, these video game companies had put out like alien stuff, and like there's a big theory around ET that it was put out like, hey, we're trying to to make people comfortable, comfortable with, with aliens, aliens because there are aliens, but yeah. we don't want to freak them out, and so in Armada they're they're like exposing people to alien TV shows and alien like video games and stuff to not freak them out. I think they did that in Alien Nation too, didn't they? Uh, if y'all guys remember Alien Nation, uh, yeah, it's been a long alien. time. Yeah, the same time as like V. Uh, but I honestly remember more from the TV show than I do that Kevin Bacon movie. I was only talking about the TV show. I forgot that there was even a movie. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> but um, then all the the kids are like they put them they like. They have these video games, and the video games are the exact controls for these spaceships. Yeah. So if so, so if, when the kids grow up, they're already like attuned to using these kind of things. They're already well trained yeah. fighter pilots. Uh, same thing with fucking Ender's Game. Yeah, I was gonna say and, that's in Ender's Game. They do it in where it's all about how uh, they are training these kids on simulators. But then eventually you find out it was never a simulation. These kids were really actually fighting. controlling yeah. battalions of fighters totally and killing wrote, like, people. Totally like a whole entire story about that. You did? Yeah. You did. I remember that you did. Mm-hmm. And it, it had a similar name to Ender's Game or something. I don't like, remember what it was called. Yeah. But it was like, you know, fathers killing sons. And it was just so, literally a population yeah. control what was thing. That? What the? Man, what was that story? And like at the end of it, oh, I, the I know, I remember what the story was. It was the whole the kids being brought up, and there's this big war that happens, and all the fathers are taken away from the kids, and they have to go to war because everybody's got to fight this war. Well, since the wives all have to work, then America like sets up these massive daycares where all the kids go to the daycare, but they say like. Uh, we still believe that there's an important part of the father being in the kids' lives. So they make these pods where the kids are kind of like in their father's mech suit while they're fighting this war. (coughs) But as you progressively find out, the kids are actually in the opposing mech suits killing off their fathers just because this is just a war to lower population and keep everybody's mind off of everything. That the kids are actually piloting the things that are killing their fathers while being Without injected into it. their father's pods and knowing where they're at. Like, it's the theater of war. The theater of war. So what about the other theory from Scooby-Doo? That Scooby-Doo is, like... Is actually a cursed human. I like this theory, and I wasn't really familiar with this theory until we looked at it earlier. Um, the fact that they continue... The reason they're a detective agency is they're trying to find the cure for their, for their first friend who is Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't know that it works for me, but, I mean, I understand, like, it's a, it's a pretty well, if you Well, if you think about it, around that time, uh, Hanna-Barbera was releasing things like um, uh, uh, Fangface, 
which was a guy who was cursed to be a werewolf. Sure. Um, and there was a lot of uh, Doombie was a guy who was cursed to be the Doom Buggy. Like all those things, Hanna Barbera had that in their wheelhouse. They were well, already, already doing cursed human beings. If you think about all the different talking animal species in Hanna Barbera cartoons, Jabberjaw too, same way. Um, all of Hanna Barbera's world could be a cursed environment for cursed humans. And if there were monsters that could do that kind of stuff, then everybody would be like, "Oh, would you're another one of them." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. And you get into the Yogi Bear thing. Yeah. I like the Yogi Bear that it's just a guy in a fucking bear outfit that's literally stealing just from stealing people. from people. And But if you go the opposite way <laughs> with that and he's a cursed human, it's like he understands humanistic intention. Yes. So as a human, not a bear, cursed to be a bear, he knows how to, the best to way to... manipulate the system. To manipulate humans because he's more human. Yeah. Wow. That, so, guys, I mean... Hey, my favorite uh, quote from uh, Scooby-Doo is like this one Scooby-Doo I remember forever is like Vilma and Scooby and Shaggy are all in a giant cauldron on top of a fire and there's a witch there trying to like cook them. And uh, Velma's like, we need to rock back and forth so the cauldron like, you know, wiggles off its thing and then we can get free. So they rock back and forth and... The cauldron spills over and rolls down a hill and hits a rock and bursts open and they're all safe. And then like Shaggy stands up and is like, we would have been doomed if it wasn't for that pot. <laughs> <laughs> you would remember that line more than any other. Uh, I like Scooby-Doo. I like that it had these really fun, like you talk about crossovers. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell Smart appeared in one X yeah. episode and Harlem Globetrotters, of course, famously appeared yeah. in them. I think at some point in time, just about everyone appeared in a Scooby-Doo Yes. Yeah. Hell, even, even more recently, they did crossovers with Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Which was awesome. I loved that. That's super <laughs> fun. Hey, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for joining us, just chit-chatting about, like, Racky cartoons and theories and stuff like that. This and it is something... just goes to show that cartoons are more important than you may have ever given them credit for. Yeah, go back and watch the cartoons with the idea of, like, is this trying to sell me on an idea that, like, I'm supposed to be okay with? And then kind of pick up on these theories. Yeah. Look at it through the eyes of why are they telling this story? How do these stories connect? Because... Hanna-Barbera is the Hanna-Barbera universe. They went out of their way to make the first, like, MCU, I guess yeah. you could say at this point. <clears throat> um, a lot of fun stuff, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us. Do go check out some cartoons. Um, we're probably going to go check out some cartoons now. Go Don't watch. forget to check out all of our new stuff that we have going on here at Rotten Reviews. Yeah, the two recent series we released, uh, the Rotten Actors game, Acting Games, or uh, that's... What Whatever it's called. Uh, and the next, the new season of uh, Rotten and Grim Kids. And our food reviews that and we've been doing. And our new food reviews that we're knocking out of the park, I guess. If there was a park. It happened. Yeah. Yep. We uh we didn't do any of our reviews in a park. Nope. <laughs> Yet. <sighs> so stay rotten, guys. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Join us next time for another episode 
of Rotten Mornings.